Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com Panthers up against the Broncos. It's really easy to do the team list update as per your big league program like they were last week. Uh, where have you landed with this market, Tristan? Yeah, this this one, um, I think there's a lot of, um, we, we alluded to it last week, where this is probably a little bit of an artificial market in my view, and it's $1.60 the Panthers, two thirty five the Broncos, three and a half is the line. And, um, you know, there's no secret there was a, um, you know, a promo at the start of the year with one of uh, one of our competitors that offered all the teams 100 to 1, and I think uh, there would have been a hell of a lot of people on the Panthers at that 101 price. And as a result... Um, I feel that it's compressed this market somewhat, and uh, and with with a lot of people trying to position themselves into this final with a win win scenario, which I think has kept the Broncos a little bit shorter than what would probably be the case if that that wasn't involved. So we opened the market at three and a half. There was three and a half, four and a half. The market's come into three and a half now, um, and at that three and a half, there has been a push for the Panthers at the minus. But it's been a very very good betting game. I think this is going to be one of the best betting games from our perspective for a long, long time because there's so many differing opinions. Both sides are coming into this red hot um, in, in, in a great form line. And then the defence of both these sides has been phenomenal. That sees the total points at 38 and a half. We've laid the unders into $1.80, the unders, $2, the overs. Um, you know, the, the, the heat is is, is going to be some some issue. If, if it's still the case at 7.30 at night, we'll have to see. But I think Penrith are going to be uh, too good. I, I think they've got the experience there and not, not discounting anything Brisbane's done, but I just think Penrith are going to take this three-peat and they're, they're going to have a, a massive performance there on Sunday night. Tristan, if you backed out some of that influence from elsewhere into the market, would you think that the Panthers are probably closer to $1.53 and maybe a four-and-a-half position? I, I, I think without the outside influence, um, you'd see the Panthers at most a dollar fifty-three. I, I sort of thought, under normal circumstances, you'd see them maybe a dollar fifty, dollar forty-seven. I, I sort of had them that short, definitely four and a half. Um, yep. I, I certainly think it's moved moved the market a point. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, my number to start with is is four and a half, um, and I don't have a great deal factored in to the, uh, the Panthers playing at Homebush and playing out of Sydney. Um, so. You know, I'm probably a rating of, of four points between them and maybe a, a half a point advantage to the Panthers, given the fact that they've got that experience playing in grand finals and playing at Homebush and that they played there last week. Um, yeah, we end up with, obviously, the top two teams. They both had the week off and they both are the best two defensive teams in the competition. And, you know, that clearly... Uh, has been a bit of a standout. Jimmy, I think if we go back to week one, we all discussed the fact that we thought that the team that uh, won out of the Panthers' storm first up would likely be uh, the opponent to the Panthers coming through in the grand final. And so it is very interesting that both teams come through the same form line. The Panthers uh, beat the Warriors, then beat the Storm. The Broncos beat the Storm, then beat the Warriors. Um, Both have been defensively very good in uh, all of their four games. 
Uh, for mine, I think the key is how much latitude the Broncos get. And you know, I, I think a lot of people got a little bit excited last weekend. I loved what the Broncos did. And visually, they just look fantastic. But they're just not going to get that that level of latitude against this Panthers defence. And if I go back to round 12, and I did a couple of days ago, I went back and watched um, extended highlights twice of that game, which is where... The Panthers went to Brisbane as eight-and-a-half-point favourites to play the Broncos. The Broncos were without Reynolds. Um, but in that game, the Broncos only got 13 offloads and they only averaged about 38 metres per attack set. And 38 to 39 metres is about uh, about the standard um, when you've got these top teams against each other. Last week against the Warriors, they had 23 offloads and they averaged 49 metres per set. They're not going to get that latitude this week. It turned into a really open game um, where it was almost more touch football than it was anything. They were able to run the Warriors around. They ended up kicking away. I thought they probably left a couple of tries out there. There are a couple of occasions where I thought they were just going to really put two or three tries together against the Warriors. They ran 3,500 metres. You don't see 3,500 metres um, when the top four quality teams that also have quality defence are up against each other. So I'm expecting that that round 12 game is very much the blueprint of what we see here. I think, and in that game, as I suggested before, the Broncos got 13 offloads. Well, the Panthers also got 13 offloads, um, which a lot of people sometimes underplay that the Panthers can do that. Uh, I think through the middle is where the game is won and lost. I just thought the Panthers' middle three, in particular Fisher-Harris and Leota last week, were absolutely outstanding. They really took it to the Storm, but the Storm also really took it to them. And my worry about the Broncos is defensively they're so tight. They're the second best in the competition. And, Jimmy, you touched on it on radio on Monday. You know, Haas and Carrigan and Flegler, they don't make errors. But the one thing about them, I just think they're too polite in defence. They don't whack you in the face. They, they don't really hit you and hurt you with a lot of aggression. And on the two occasions that the Storm have taken it to it and by half time been neck and neck with the Panthers and it was the first time they played in Melbourne and then I thought at half time last week they've been really, really physical and aggressive through the middle and really stuck it to them. And that's what the Eels also did in that last round game out of Penrith Park. And if the Broncos just defend really, really well, but don't play that aggression, then I don't think they upset the Panthers and I think they get into their rhythm. And um, I just keep coming back to that defence being the key. Um, one last point tactically that I think's flown under the radar for a lot of people over the last couple of days of discussion around this grand final. Three weeks ago, um, or three games ago for the Panthers in the last round against the Cowboys, Ivan Cleary moved Crichton from where he's been playing on the right edge to the left edge. And he's left him there, even though bringing Tago back last week, he's moved Tago to the opposite edge to where he'd been playing all season. And if we go back to that round 12 game, the Panthers played 70% of their attack attacking that left edge, which is Staggs and Cobbo on the outside. And Cobbo's been found out many occasions for rushing up too quickly and not working with his centre. Staggs at times also has a question mark in defence. And I think Ivan's been planning what he wants to do here for the last three weeks. Uh, off Luai with Crichton back there. We go back a couple of years ago. They had three years together where they were outstanding on that edge. I think it sets up the winger on the outside, which is Tavava, as a absolute 
almost lock as an anytime try scorer. But I think that's where the Panthers are going to want to play. The other thing that comes into play with moving Crichton to the edge is that's the same edge that the Broncos love to sweep with Walsh. Um, and I think with Crichton being a much tighter defender, and he's also a wonderful intercept king, uh, I think it strengthens up what the Panthers want to do. I, I keep coming back to defence. For me, I think 38 points. I've got the Panthers winning uh, 22-16. I think they cover the three and a half. If I'm betting, I'm certainly on the Panthers minus three and a half. So you think Crichton on the left-hand side? That's interesting because the intercept came on the right-hand side. So Walsh, uh, right-hand side defensively. So Walsh likes, I mean, he likes to pull the trigger both sides, but certainly on his right to left. He, he likes doing that. Um, the beauty of Crichton is he can he can look for that intercept and he's still got the athleticism to be able to recover from that, especially yes. if he's looking <clears throat> midfield, which is where he, he he often goes for an intercept. He won't do it on the try line. The other thing about that is that Tungor, the one try the Melbourne Storm got, it was just a bad one-on-one miss from Isaac Tungor. Completely. Yeah. So Farnworth and Kevin Walters and Reese Walsh and Adam Reynolds, they all saw that. So, you know, that's going to be an option for the Broncos as well. The, the thing about the Panthers, and, and this is what's been said a lot, they won't beat themselves. Their completion rate in the semifinal series over the last three years is astronomical. Last week, yep. 87%. So that they just don't make... And, and you know how we thought Isaiah Yo was that really good link man? He actually ran for 210 metres last week. Like, so often we saw him put the ball back under the arm and just go forward. And <clears throat> they're so controlled about what they do. They're so deliberate about where they give the ball back to the opposition. And that's partly their yardage game. Their back three yardage game is exceptional. That's partly their middle forward yardage game. And you could add Liam Martin and Scott Sorensen to that. And that's partly Nathan Cleary's kicking game, which he, which he rarely, if ever, gets wrong. So you add all those things together, it means that the, the type of football that we saw from the Broncos last week is going to be rare. It's it's really going to be origin-esque in the fact yep. that you're going to get four chances down there and you're going to nail every single one of them. I think the Storm created three, maybe four chances in that first half last week. They didn't nail them. And in the end, that, that cost them the game. They had no pressure on the scoreboard against the Penrith Panthers. It's a great, it's, it's almost a, a Styles thing, Jared, isn't it? Like oh, it is, it is, yeah. Jimmy. And Styles make fights, isn't it? I mean, it's a great line, and it's so true for this occasion. And Jimmy, you're right about last week. Um, at halftime, I thought that game should have been ten all. I thought the Storm will were um, were uh, line ball with the Panthers. When I looked at the stats at halftime, the Panthers had had eleven additional completed sets to the Storm in the first half. Now, half of that was the Storm's errors. Yeah. But if the Storm, and they traditionally don't make that many errors, they'd at least ruin two, possibly three tries. It should have been about 10 all. And if I look at those stats and their line ball, and then the Panthers just late into halftime and then in the second half, they just have gears where they just start to move up and roll. And um, I agree with you. I mean, I think Tago on that right edge will be targeted uh, by Farnworth. He's got some advantage of having Liam Martin inside him and uh, Toho on the outside, but he's going to need that. That was a really poor miss last week, but Ivan won't change them now if that's been his path. So I'm sure that Tago plays uh, right, Crichton plays left. I think Crichton will have a big game, uh, but I expect Luai to have a, a blinder. I I, uh, I think he was $31 earlier in the week for man of the match. He's still $26. I just think that is way overs. And history tells us that um, 
that rep players and halves have an outstanding record of winning the Clive Churchill Man of the Match. Just on that, the Clive Churchill market, Tristan? Yeah, so it, it's always one of the other uh, most popular betting mediums for this week. And uh, we obviously have a very firm favourite in, in Nathan Cleary, which is which is quite obvious. Uh, Reese Walsh on the other side of the ledger, $6.50. Adam Reynolds at $8.50. So you've got the two Broncos there that are, that are right in contention. Then you've got Dylan Edwards at 11 Payne Haas at 11 Patrick Carrigan at 13 Isaiah Yo at 13 Liam Martin, who I, I think um, yeah. is a big chance to, to get the award. He's $19. has been very, very well backed. He's been back from 31 into 19. So certainly a few people in line with that sort of same theory. And then just to touch on Jared's man, Jerome um, Jerome Luai, he's $26 and he was in from 31 as well. Him, uh, Martin and Payne Haas have been the best back so far this weekend. Righto, Jared, you better load up for us. What are you doing? Uh, Jimmy, I'm certainly with the Panthers. Um, you know, I, I, I think that... Uh, their record at covering the line, the fact that they've got this defence uh, and their defensive system, um, uh, I, I've got them about a 65 to 70% chance winning here. I think three and a half is uh, a touch too low. I'd be with the Panthers to cover the line. The Broncos can win. They absolutely need to be the best. Reynolds would need to be uh, one for the ages, but that's why they paid him the big bucks and he's been very good for them for two years and this is his day. Um, but I'm with the Panthers. Listen, I thought the points were, I, I was about 38. I'd lean to the unders. Six of the last nine would be lone scoring and under in a grand final. Last year, we were heading toward an under until a couple of uh, junk time tries late for the Panthers. So I certainly think that's the style of game that we're looking at. And for mine, I thought anytime try scorer on that left edge, I want to be with uh, Tavava at uh, 250. Gee, I, I thought he was uh, a lot shorter than, than that for mine. Crichton at 262, I thought was great value. And uh, uh, Lulai as my man of the match play at 26 bucks. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm 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 all over Penrith. I I, I think as as Jared says, uh, Brisbane are very much a chance a chance of winning this game. I just think Penrith's going to be too clinical, too good, have too much experience in these big games. Let's not uh, forget that in addition to that week off, they've been resting players for the last month here. I think they're prime for this game. I I, I think a few of the cobwebs uh, came out um, against the Storm last weekend. That Tungo miss first game back was probably something that that you, you could expect in someone's first... I don't think they'll they'll be doing anything like that on the weekend. I think Penrith minus three and a half is a, a really good play. I like uh, a bit, bit, little bit of value, Liam Martin, to get them the man of the match. And just having a look at uh, the try scorers, um, Stephen Crichton at the 262, he, he's got to be there or thereabouts after scoring in the last uh, what is it, last two or three grand finals himself. So um, great game. I, 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 think, uh, I think the Panthers are going to be very, very hard to beat. And I like the minus there. Yeah, Stephen Crichton scored in the last three grand finals. Uh, which is incredible, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, definitely one to keep the eye on there. Uh, Edwards is going to be everywhere, isn't he? I think Edwards, a um, bit of second-phase play, following up a break, a, a, an Isaiah Yo maybe offload to Cleary back inside to Edwards, $2.83. Um, but the real anytime try scorer I'm looking for is Liam Martin, $3.55. So uh, he's the guy that uh, I would be going with. I like the Panthers 1-12. to so you take the $3.10, and I think the Panthers minus three and a half is an absolute gift. Absolute gift. So um, look at us. We're all singing the same tune, eh? We're, we're all like the politicians at the back just nodding with whatever everyone's being said. This is a great setup 
for us all have egg on our face. But anyway, I think it's going to be an absolutely magnificent grand final. Let's hope we're talking about the players after the match. That's uh, So, Adam G, well done getting your first grand final. Who's going to deliver the Dan Andrews speech if uh, Brian, if, if the Broncos win the game? <laughs> Jared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so, uh, so we tried to couple up a uh, a three game a three leg same game multi out of the three of us. Yes, please. All right, what's your contribution, Jared? Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll go with uh, Tavava as uh, an anytime try. You mean Sunir Taruva? Is that the bloke you're Taruva, about? that's him. Yeah, Taruva. <laughs> that's what I said, wasn't it? Italian rookie of the year. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. you could have scored those twelve tries. He was tiny. He's tiny. He was at the Dally M's last night. There's not much of him. Uh, he's he does he plays well above his weight. So he's a, he's a great story, isn't he? Yeah, excellent. T. Well, um, I, I think considering we're all on the Panthers, we have to throw them minus a three and a half into the into the multi, and then I'll let you take your uh, third slot with whichever try scorer you want to throw in there, Jimmy. Okay, so. Uh, Dylan Edwards is there and the market says more likely, but let's put some value in there at $3.55 with Liam Martin. Liam Martin, that, that gets the multi out to $12.15. And if you if you like that option, if you like Liam Martin scoring, I think you have to have a little nibble on him to get the Clive Churchill because we know he's going to do all the uh, all the, the hard yards as well. And if he happens to go across for a try, um, you know, they're, 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 he's going to be up there in lights. And we saw what happened last year where Nathan Cleary probably had a had a very, very strong game. But uh, I, I think the uh, sometimes when you've got a team that's been in back-to-back-to-back finals, um, sometimes the selectors look for a different option if, if, if there's a bit of a tight tussle at the top. So I think Liam Martin at $19 is a, is a bit of value. And if you think James Fisher-Harris represents significant value, remember the people who select the Clive Churchill medal are the Australian Rugby League selectors. So Mal Meninga, Laurie Daly, and Darren Lockett, and you can't help but endorse what you're going to do. Liam Martin will be in that kangaroo side for the Pacific Championship. So take that into consideration. Uh, well, Jimmy, uh, as I touched on before, 34 of the last 37 Clive Churchill winning uh, selections have been a rep player. Of those, 22 of the 37 have been a halfback, a halfback, a 5'8", or a fullback. Yeah. Yeah, so... Dylan Edwards is not. Uh, Nathan Cleary is. Graham Luai is. Uh, yeah, but he's going to be Samoa. Mm-hmm. So, if, anyway, if he, anyway. If he gets up at $31, Jimmy, I'll ring from Hawaii on Monday. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs>